You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday as we continue to roll on through another great week here on Locked On Browns. Your host, Jeff Lloyd. Make sure to follow the show at Locked On Browns on Twitter. Follow back account. DMs are open. Myself at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, DMs are open. Anything, questions, ideas for the show, guys, always hit me with that. Friday's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Once again, rockauto.com. Some news to get to here to start with. Um, Yesterday's deadline, obviously 4 p.m. for opting out of the 2020 season due to the coronavirus pandemic. 66 NFL players in all, in total, decided to opt out for the 2020 NFL season. Five of those players, Cleveland Browns, offensive lineman, Drew Forbes, offensive lineman, Kobe Cassette, offensive lineman, Malcolm Pregen, offensive lineman, Drake Dorbeck, defensive lineman, Andrew Billings. And if you're sensing a theme here, yes, guys, Browns took a pretty significant hit of players opting out in the offensive line room. Right now, their guards consist of starter Joe Batonio, starter Wyatt Teller, that's it. That is the list at this point. So some depth is going to be needed. Can they get somebody in here to fill some of these voids? We have mentioned a player like Josh Klein, who played last year with the Minnesota Vikings, obviously within the system that Kevin Stefanski is now running here as head coach of the Cleveland Browns. So you would have to think he's a name. You do have a concern, though, with some of these free agents. If they have not signed with somebody at this point, or are they essentially opting out as well without having to announce it because they are currently not employed within the NFL? But either way, Andrew Berry and his staff, who put together a really strong offseason of acquiring depth at almost every single position, are still going to have a little bit of work to do here before practices start on August 14th. The roster currently consists of 78 players, but you do have three players on the physically unable to perform list in David Najoku and Carl Joseph and Jarvis Landry. Obviously, all three of those players are going to be part of the final 53. So you're going to have to do some roster maneuvering somewhere here. But make no mistake about it, this team has taken a significant hit at the reserve offensive line position. Jordan Elliott, uh, third-round rookie out of Missouri, um, was rocking that number 61, which, whew, it was just a rough, rough look for a defensive lineman. I actually talked with Jordan a little bit on social media last night. Um, yeah, he has announced he is now number 90, thank God. And with this crisis at the offensive line, wearing that 61, maybe he would have found himself on the offensive side of the ball. But more traditional defensive line number, number 90 now for the rookie out of Missouri, Jordan Elliott. Two more prominent players have opted out of the 2020 college season. Rondell Moore, uh, wide receiver, uh, maybe slash running back, maybe just offensive weapon from Purdue University, um, has opted out of the 2020 college season and has made his intentions known that he is entering the 2021 NFL draft. A monster 2018 freshman season at the University of Purdue, whether it was the return game, um, whether it was manufactured touches, you know, bubble screens, smoke patterns, uh, jet sweeps. Rondell Moore was able to make his presence known as a freshman for uh, at Purdue. Obviously, Ohio State fans are extremely familiar with that. Um, talented player. Time speed looks to be there. Size, not necessarily. 5'8", definitely going to be under 200 pounds. Um, maybe with more 
work on the route running with the in-games this year. Maybe would have had himself in the first round. Um, it's going to be tricky with any prospect this year, whether or not where they end up as far as their draft position. But on Rondell Moore opting to not participate and just hone his game, hone his craft in anticipation of the 2021 NFL draft. Big, big loss for Purdue. But here is a young, intelligent man making a smart decision to look towards his future as opposed to putting his present and his future in danger by playing in the 2020 NFL season. All the best to Rondell Moore from Purdue University. From Miami, uh, edge rusher Gregory Russo. Um, Gregory only played one season at Miami Miami in 2019 as a redshirt freshman. Talent was there. Uh, you know, six foot seven. Um, as far as a defensive end prospect, you're talking, you know, the likes of, um, uh, you know, a Miles Garrett, a Jadavian Clowney, obviously not there yet. 15 and a half tackles last year, 25 and a half tackles for loss. Uh, he has the the length to separate from offensive tackles, has the speed to close in on the cornerback. He did some really, really nice things on the inside where he was just too athletic off the snap for a lot of college you know, interior pass defenders. So Gregory Rousseau, yes, there was some still some fine-tuning that needed to be done. He has now signed with agent Drew Rosenhaus, so we'll see how that plays out, obviously. But he, you know, has work to do technique-wise. I'm assuming he's going to get together with, you know, some of these, you know, coach as far as these training facilities, and this is how Gregory Rousseau is going to spend his fall in anticipation of the 2021 NFL Draft. Special talent. Um, most people you talk to, have him ranked one of the top edge rushers in this class, if not the top edge rusher, but choosing to end his career in Coral Gables. Again, the risk is just too great. Opting to set his sights on hopefully what will be better times in 2021 and the 2021 NFL draft. So Gregory Rousseau, no longer a member of the Miami Hurricanes and shifting his eyes towards the 2021 NFL draft. Obviously more college guys are going to start to leak out here. Um, Ohio State has actually started their fall camp today. We'll see how this all plays out here. Um, and as far as you know, how the testing works and you know, seeing if a, no, programs get decimated. Uh, but you know, for now, we are you know, inching closer and closer to a college season. Just like come next Friday, August 14th, the NFL will start inching, itching, and inching to their 2020 uh, regular season here. Um, look, it, it's exciting, but of course, I mean, you, you, you can't have a blind eye to it and, and not pretend the threat is there. Um, as much as we're all looking forward to, you know, football, as we've gotten used now to have a hockey around, we've gotten used now to having the NBA back and Major League Baseball back. Um, yes, the anticipation is there for football this fall, but you know, you still can't not have essentially, you know, one eye looking over your shoulder, so to speak, to see and you know, where the threat of this virus will be as far as playing the game of football. We're going to get into some safety preview here ahead of training camp. Uh, we got some other stuff we're going to get to here in the last segment as we proceed to roll on through Locked On Browns here on your Friday edition. RockAuto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, very similar to what the airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account 
login. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. And the same, again, for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same auto parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all of the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com so, you know, previewing the safety position, and as we said, as of right now, there is one on the physically unable to perform list in Carl Joseph. Um, veteran Carl Joseph brought in. Carl Joseph was a very, very promising prospect a few years ago coming out of Uni- University of West Virginia. You, you get these prospects where everybody just seems to kind of like a guy. And I think it was his reckless abandon playing the game. It was whether it was close to the line of scrimmage or it was 25, 30 yards downfield. If he had the opportunity to light you up, Carl Joseph was going to do that. Um, Injured through the draft process and which maybe became a precursor for what his NFL career has been to this point. Injured most of his time with the Raiders. Uh, Obviously difficult um, as far as assessing Carl Joseph as a player. um, Whenever health is a question and Look, health is always a question, but when you uh, essentially miss more time than you play, obviously it's going to be there. Brought in on a one-year contract. The Browns absolutely needed a overhaul in the safety room. The play last year, um, when there were six to eight, it was eight safeties who actually played last year, and it's weird to say, but the sixth, seventh, and eighth guys were the ones who maybe played the best, uh, as opposed to the guys you were counting on who just necessarily didn't show up last season. Yes, I'm talking about Demarcus Randall. Um, Say, uh, also, you bring in a veteran in Andrew Sandejo. You bring in a player like Sandejo, familiar with the system, familiar with a lot of the folks that have come over here from Minnesota. Uh, wily, savvy vet. You know what he's got. He plays well on the box. Um, you know, he's not really going to be able to play that on the roof, roof uh, deep center field uh, you know, aspect that you want. He's just not that type of athlete. Keeping him closer to the line of scrimmage, checking tight ends, checking running backs out, sure tackler. Um, just a smart, savvy vet to have here, especially as you were going to groom a player who you drafted in the second round in Grant Delpit. Um, if everybody saw yesterday, we got a first taste of seeing Grant Delpit in the full Browns uniforms. And uh, again, uh, Cleveland on those new uniforms to the Browns franchise. Chef's kiss. They just look damn, damn solid. Um, but Grant Delpit is going... He's a player that can do everything. You may not do that with him as a rookie. Again, limited time here for these rookies. So what you put on their plate, you got to be confident that you are not giving them too much. You can start right off the bat by just telling Grant Delpit, you are going to be our free safety this year. You are going to play a traditional, you know, deep eye uh, free safety position. Um, he's got the athleticism. He's got the ball skills. He's got the tackling ability. Throw out that three-game stretch of his last uh, last fall where he was injured. Grant Delpit is the real deal, and is all that, and then some. I think Grant Delpit is a huge, huge sleeper candidate to win Defensive Rookie of the Year here for your Cleveland Browns. Uh, Sheldrick Redwine. Now, Sheldrick Redwine, it's a wild card because you're not sure what this new regime thinks of him. Um, when I was speaking earlier where the deeper part of the safety rotation last year were some of the guys who ended up playing you know, much better than expected. Sheldrick Redwine was certainly one of those players. Has the athleticism to play deep. So if you need and you want to use Delpit closer to the line of scrimmage and you have faith in Sheldrick Redwine, you can use Sheldrick Redwine as a little bit deeper. Showed well in tackling. Showed well playing closer to the line of scrimmage. Um, there were a couple of co- coverage lapses at time, which, hey, you're going to expect that from a rookie. That's just the way things go. 
but should come in more confident in his own abilities. Question will just be now getting himself ingratiated into a new defense, Joe Woods' scheme, which is going to be heavy on defensive back play, but very, very excited for Sheldrick Redwine, year two. Um, for what he is able to do as far as being an all-around safety, he should translate into some playing time here and some quality playing time for Joe Woods. So hopefully a big year in year two for Sheldrick Redwine. JT Hassel. JT Hassel could go a couple of ways, um, and this is where we're going to get to these parts of the safety room is we're not sure who's sticking, who's not. Uh, JT Hassel uh, plays aggressive, plays hard, hits. Um, things like that translate. People will find playing time and find a role for guys like this, um, but it is a deep room. So JT here in year two, obviously a little bit more comfortable coming from a smaller school. Obviously his college career, well-traveled all over the place. Um, never really got to a big, big opportunity as far as you know who he played against. So last year was a big learning curve for JT Hassel. Let's see with a little more confidence under his belt what he can make of himself here in year two. Then you get to Montreal Meander, uh, Javante Moffitt, Elijah Benton, all these guys. These guys are going to be fighting like hell for a roster spot here. And this is also where we're going to get into a little bit of maybe a danger zone here. You're talking about eight safeties on this roster currently. You probably need to add to that offensive line room. Where are you going to cut from? It could end up being one of these guys who may not get an opportunity at all with the bat in their hands. Um, but for now, if they do make it till Friday the 14th, go out there, work your tails off, do everything you can to stick around and get an opportunity. Um, you know, Moffitt has come off the COVID list. Obviously, he was there with Dontrell Hilliard. Montreal Meander, he's kind of like a tweener. Um, he's kind of got maybe a linebacker's body, but kind of weighs what a safety does. Um, you know, smart player, good mobility. Um, so with this safety unit, it's going to be interesting how it goes after the top four of Joseph Delpit, Sendejo, and Redwine. Um, specials are going to be a key here. Um, but the opportunity here, look, I mean, you, you're most likely going to keep five. Maybe you keep six here. These guys can contribute on special teams and work hard on their roles. There should be an opportunity, you know, to get to a fifth and sixth safety. I think the first four are set in stone. But if you want to look at maybe what the future of this safety position is, obviously the health of Carl Joseph will determine that. But Grant Delpit and Sheldrick Redwine, it wouldn't be crazy to think that you could maybe get a, a season or two or more of these two running as your safety duo here for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Redwine was certainly capable at Miami um, you know, as far as creating turnovers, uh, the athletic ability. And Grant Delpit, I don't care what anybody says, Grant Delpit deserved to be drafted in round one of the 2020 draft. Obviously, it didn't work out. That's fine. Cleveland wins there. But Grant Delpit all around and going to be a really, really strong safety for these Cleveland Browns for quite, quite a long time. We got more coming here today as we cruise on through your Friday episode. Uh, you know, news-wise, obviously, we've hit most of the stuff here. So, you know, a little bit quiet in that respect. Um, but, you know, I'll start to get into some things I am looking forward to here as far as training camp. And again, we're all going to get to see training camp together. All the practice is streamed. Um, obviously, the Browns were always a franchise that drew really, really well for training camp, training camp practices. Uh, that's not going to be the case this year. So what did they what they chose to do after re, you know for all the years the fans rewarded them by showing up for training camp practices? Browns are going to reward their fans back by streaming each and every practice. If you are not subscribed to Lockdown Browns, why? Um, iTunes, Spotify, make sure you are subscribed. Go ahead and drop the five-star ratings. Drop the written reviews. They help with the show's growth. Obviously gets the show out there to other Browns fans. I do appreciate you guys for all you do for me. I try to give everything I can for you. So again, um, subscribe. 
um, iTunes, Spotify, five-star ratings, written reviews. Just helps with the show's growth here. And the show only goes as far as you listeners carry it. As we are one week away from training camp, you know, things that I am looking forward to. Um, look, Baker year three. Um, and there's just something I, I can't get enough of talking about Baker Mayfield. His entire time at Oklahoma, it felt like Baker Mayfield was playing with that chip on his shoulder. A little, you know, a little aggravated with folks, a little, you know, angst. Um, when everything you see with Baker Mayfield right now, you're getting that feeling again. Maybe, you know, got a little too comfortable last year. Maybe the success of winning seven games as a rookie got to him. Um, but now some players just play better, aggravated, agitated, and pissed off. Baker Mayfield, when he feels he's got something to prove, it's just another level with him. There's just it's just a difference. There's no way around it. He's not a guy you want looking to light you up. And I think a lot of people, NFL-wise, um, as far as writers, NFL-wise, as far as his competition, had a lot of, had a lot to say about Baker Mayfield last year. And I think Baker Mayfield is just waiting to uh, essentially be like the snake and strike back here. Um, looking for the growth of a player like Donovan Peoples-Jones. Um, we're talking about an all-world athlete out of Michigan. Got a fantastic head on his shoulders. Um, obviously, you know, parents, you know, father's a doctor. Um, it's all there for Donovan Peoples-Jones. Put into a much, much better situation. Um, Michigan, it was obviously tough there for him. Uh, they just never got it right as far as being able to translate all these great recruiting classes into on-field success. Um, Donovan Peoples-Jones could be in for a big, big career here in Cleveland. Um, the Browns most likely are going to have a decision to make in this next upcoming offseason about if how much money they want to keep invested in this wide receiver position. So a player like Donovan Peoples-Jones growing would be essential. The defensive side of the ball, you know, I want to see the depth of this, you know, edge group with a Miles Garrett, Olivier Vernon, Adrian Claiborne, my guy Porter Gustin. I want to see the depth of this. All these guys, big, strong, athletic, able to get after the quarterback. I'm really, really excited about seeing this group here. The linebackers, who's going to step up? Can Mac Wilson take that step? Does Is Jacob Phillips, in my opinion, everything that I think he's advertised, advertised to be at the linebacker position? Cornerback, Greedy Williams. If Greedy Williams can take that next step as a corner, we are talking a nice, nice, solid duo here for years to come between he, he and Denzel Ward. Um, obviously, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, there's ultra talents there. Getting to Nick Chubb. Um, Matt Williamson, um, he is part of the Locked On NFL podcast uh, here. Uh, I also work with Matt Williamson over at Pro Football Network. Um, Matt joined us and dropped his first um, piece over there, um, t- uh, ranking the top 25 running backs in the NFL. And, you know, Matt's article was essentially based on, you know, the running backs don't matter crowd. And so Matt broke it down. And obviously, you know, when you say running backs don't matter, it doesn't truly mean that. It's what the player can do and what the value can be and how good a player is as far as just a traditional running back and what he can contribute in the passing game. He had Nick Chubb number seven on that list. And I understand Browns fans are going to be a little upset about that. I get it. I, I truly do. Um, we all feel we've got a little bit better player here in Cleveland uh, than maybe the seventh best running back. But a lot of this was put into the emphasis as far as what you can do as a receiver. This is something Nick Chubb 
is going to need to develop. It may not be this year with Kareem Hunt here. Maybe it will be this year. Um, but you look at Dalvin Cook. You know, Dalvin Cook with oh, uh, 50 receptions last year for the Minnesota Vikings within this office offense. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Nick was in the 30s last year. Can he take that next step up um, and develop? Um, and the question is going to be route running. And look, it, it's it's fair to Nick. He wasn't really asked to do it at Georgia. Um, to this point in you know his career here with the Browns, most of it have just been you know flares, back outs. Most of it have been design screens. Can Nick develop more as a true route runner and have an impact on the game that way? Um, it's there if he can learn the route running because there are so many threats otherwise uh, otherwise in the passing game. Whether it's Odell, whether it's Jarvis, whether it's Austin Hooper, whether it's David Njoku, go on, go on, go on, go on. Uh, if Nick Chubb is going to have to be covered by linebackers. Even if he's not a great route runner, those are contests. Nick Chubb is going to win 99, if not 100, out of 100 times. So check out the uh, running back article over at Pro Football Network from Matt Williamson. Um, I had to dissect the article and give my Dallas Cowboys opinion, Ezekiel Elliott, as far as the article. So go ahead. You might want to check that out over at PFN Pro Football Network. Um, it certainly was a good piece for Matt, and it was certainly fun to break it down. And I got to dig into the top 10 running backs in the NFL and certainly developed a little bit more appreciation for some players um, in doing their research for that piece. Um, it's been a big week here on the show. Obviously, we've gotten to all your defensive side of the ball previews. We've gotten the finalization here on players opting out um, the 2020 season, again, due to the pandemic here. Um, 66 in total out of 2,560 players. Um, remember, I had talked yesterday in reaching out to some people within the league if they thought there was going to be a flurry of names uh, yesterday opting out. Um, again, it wasn't really. It wasn't really not a lot of names Um Again, reaching out to those same people last night after the deadline. There were some players who were really on the fence. Um, but NFL locker rooms are different. And there's a lot of pressure within those locker rooms and keeping the unity and the core. So there are certainly a bunch of players who probably wished they opted out. But maybe the pressure was just too great. And think about the fact, I am sure there was a quarterback or two who probably thought about whether or not it was best for him to play in 2020. But Again, all starting quarterbacks in the league, every one of them is in for the 2020 season. Um, it probably would have been a locker room death sentence for any quarterback to opt out for the 2020 season. Um, these players won't talk about it. We won't hear about it. But the pressure is great. But I'm sure there was a quarterback or two who was really, really leaning to maybe thinking, this isn't for me. And at the end of the day, you just, with the way the NFL locker rooms are, you just can't look at the rest of those guys and just say, I'm not doing it. So, you know, it became for, you know, a lot of players, and this was given to me, there were a bunch of players who were really, really on the fence and essentially opted in because just due to the pressure of having to not want to let down their teammates. So uh, with that, we'll put a bow on this here. Uh, we're going to get together hopefully later today. I want to, you know, we're going to get, uh, we tried to get together yesterday. We're going to do a nice training camp preview, nice solid uh uh, episode with Pete. It's you know been a while since Pete's been on. Obviously, as he and the Streetsboro program are getting ready for their 2020 season, fingers crossed if it does happen. Um, so we'll get to Pete and we'll be able to you know talk some things here as we get ready for you know the official start with practices next Friday of Browns training camp 2020. Um, that's it. Um, everybody have a great, fantastic weekend. Stay healthy. Be smart. Stay safe. If you're in public, you're around people, wear your damn masks, please. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.